Hello and welcome to the Good Old Days of Radio Show. This is John Tefteller, your host. It's Tuesday once again. And just like last Tuesday, we have a special guest with us and we have a special program for you today. Um, let me talk about our special guest first, and I'm going to do this a little bit differently than I did last week. Um, French? Fr- <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would do Spanish, but I can't remember my Spanish either. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. You want to do? You want to introduce yourself in Spanish? Go ahead. <laughs> Santa Maria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nick Santa Maria is his name. And Nick is a comedian, actor, singer, composer, lyricist, playwright, author, and most importantly for this show, film and showbiz historian. He was born and raised in New York and has been performing for 49 years. He's appeared on Broadway in Greece and Mel Brooks' um, great show, The Producers, for five years. Uh, he's in some movies, including Holy Man, The Producers, and his own creation, The Misadventures of Biffle and Schuster, which you can see on YouTube all over the place. Also done a lot of television and written an off-Broadway musical, which actually appeared off-Broadway for a little while, called Real Men. He has recorded over 250 audiobooks and lives currently in Florida, where he teaches film history via the computer and might even be doing another book. We'll talk about that when we get to the end. But uh, his um, book that applies here today was his first book, right? That's your first book, The Annotated Abbott and Costello. And we had a great time last week listening to an episode of The Abbott and Costello Show. And we have another good one lined up for today. Um, Before we do that, let's... um, recap a little bit for people. Abbott and Costello got their start in vaudeville. And I'm burlesque. Not, okay. All right. I'll let you do it. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying it, it, it's burlesque. It's, it's like emphatically burlesque, which is very different from vaudeville. This well, is why don't you down. explain? Because even I don't know this. What's the difference between burlesque and vaudeville? Yes. Burlesque was the, uh, the people's theater. It was, it was, um, it was raunchier. It was um, more adult. You would find mostly men there because there were strippers involved, the easiest. Um, and uh, vaudeville was more family-oriented uh, entertainment. You couldn't say hell or damn or any of that stuff. Um, so burlesque was definitely a step down. So their, their journey was definitely from a lower grade. Was burlesque happening at the exact same time as vaudeville, or did it come a little later? No, it was around. In fact, burlesque was around before vaudeville. Aha, see, Uh, I'm learning something again. Before vaudeville, (laughs) okay. Actually, burlesque sort of uh, uh, transmogrified into vaudeville while still remaining uh, its own thing, uh, burlesque. Uh, Burlesque comes from the Italian word burla, and uh, it means it's kind of like looking at life. And that's how it started. It started as a satirical thing, sketches, Saturday Night Live. And then eventually the women started wearing less and less. They would wear tights and uh, like, you know, very uh, tight bodices. And uh, that eventually became what burlesque was. It was low baggy pants comedy and strippers who really did not show everything they, they really couldn't and uh you know and songs and stuff it, it, it was a, a really neat world if anyone wants to find out about burlesque uh there's a movie from 1968 uh see we, we know the modern stuff john okay good um, i don't it's called <laughs> the night they raided Minsky's. oh all right i'm vaguely and familiar I, with that title i can't recommend it enough and it really captures what burlesque was when Abbott and Costello were working on it. Okay, so Abbott and Costello never did appear in what I think of as vaudeville then. No, vaudeville was dead in 1931 for all intents and purposes. When the palace started showing movies, that's that's kind of when everybody says that's when vaudeville died. Uh, But there was, they called it vaudeville, but it was, uh, you were working in presentation houses. You were opening for a movie, you know? 
It was that kind of a thing. But burlesque went on longer. Yeah, burlesque went on longer. And in 1938, just as Adam Costello was starting to get national fame uh, over the radio, Fiorello LaGuardia, the mayor of New York at the time, uh, closed down the burlesque theaters in New York. And that's where the bread and butter was, you know. So they got out just in time. Well, interesting things, of course. Learning more here. So it's always good. <laughs> um, all right. I'm here with Nick Santa Maria, the author, along with Matthew Conium from England, who um, is too busy to join us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, you know, he's, he's in bath. So maybe he's taking a maybe bath. You could, maybe you couldn't get out of it. You know, <laughs> couldn't get out of that bathtub. All right. Uh, anyway, he's too, yeah. he's too busy to join us. So uh, we <laughs> will just have fun on our own here. Uh, the author, uh, along with Matthew, of the annotated Abbott and Costello, which um, basically analyzes in a very humorous and clever way each of the films of Abbott and Costello. And uh, last week uh, I did a little quiz with Nick about which films he would recommend for young people who've never seen Abbott and Costello, which films he would recommend. And uh, of course, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein came out on top, as it should. Mm -hmm. um, and we discussed a few others as well. No need to repeat all that. But we have another Abbott and Costello radio show available to listen to today. This one is from yeah. April 5th, 1945. And the description I have of it is that Bud and Lou are trying to get the Andrews sisters to appear on their show. Now, is this one you have heard, Nick? Mm, yeah. You have. Okay. <laughs> so you've listened to a lot of the Abbott and Costello radio shows. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. All right. So let's give that a listen, and then we'll have some more talk, and we'll also ask Nick about his current project which he's working on and any other thing he wants to talk about or promote so here we go april 5th 1945 the abbott and costello show Costello program brought to you by Camel, the cigarette of costlier, properly aged tobaccos. See if your throat and your taste don't make Camel the first with you, too. Find out for yourself. Listen to the great rhythms of Will Osborne and his orchestra, the swingy singing of Connie Hayes. And that sawed-off, stubby, overstuffed little statesman who, when invited to San Francisco for the United Nations Security Conference, proudly said, Hey! Costello, Costello, oh, Costello, calm yourself. Oh, yeah. Why are you so excited? Hey, Abbott, I think the war is over. Oh, that's silly. What makes you think the war is over? I just heard the lady next door talking back to her maid. Oh. <laughs> well, never look. Never mind that. Yes, yes, look. Never mind that, though. Look. You know, we've got to drive out to the Eight to the Bar Ranch to see the Andrews sisters about the, the coming show next week. Yeah. Now, did you borrow Ken Niles' car? Oh, yeah, I borrowed it just like you told me. Well, that's swell. But I had a terrible accident, Abbott. What do you mean? I upset it. I gotta turn it over right away or Ken Niles' wife won't like it. Well, we can do that when we come back from the Andrews sisters' ranch. No, I gotta turn the car over now or Mrs. Niles is gonna be mad. I'll explain it to Mrs. Niles. Where is she? She's under the car. She... <laughs> She's under the car? Is she in a coma? No, she's wearing her evening gown. Oh. Well, then let's get Ken Niles to help us lift the car. Oh, Ken is in a good spot to help us. Fine. Uh, where is he? He's under the car, too. For goodness sakes, how did this accident happen? I bumped into another car, Rabbit. Boy, that driver was mad at me. He said for two cents, I'd punch in the nose. And what happened? He ran up a bill of $8. <laughs> you were silly to argue with the driver. Why didn't you call a policeman? I didn't have to. I hit one. Hey. You hit a policeman? I hit a policeman. You hit a policeman in uniform? Nope, I hit him in the nose. Oh, oh this is liable to spoil our whole trip to the Andrews sisters' ranch. Uh, did the cop recognize you? Yep. Uh, could he swear to you? Yep. And I sweared right back at him. <laughs> I said, oh, you David Copperfield, you tale of two cities, you Oliver Twist. What did you say that for? I was giving him the dickens. That... <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
This is a fine thing. Now I have to straighten you out with that policeman. Where is he? He's under the car, too. <laughs> what are they all doing under the car? Have you looked for an apartment lately? Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here comes Mr. and Mrs. Niles. Better beat it, Costello. Oh, no, you don't. You fat-headed, flabby, car-flipping fool. Do you realize you left me out there under the car holding up my rumble seat? <laughs> Like an idiot? What have you got to say? Good morning, Mrs. Niles. <laughs> Don't good morning me. Good night, Mrs. Niles. That day went fast, didn't it? <laughs> Costello, why did you leave Mrs. Niles under the back seat of her car? Well, isn't that where they always keep the crank? <laughs> Look, Kenneth. You something. had it coming, Mrs. Niles. Now, now be nice, Kenneth, Lou. Say something. Uh, well, uh, all right. I, uh, just a minute now, you worm. That's don't enough, you... all right. Yeah, uh, please. Go ahead, go ahead. Blow me out, kid. All right. You're supposed to. Don't, here. don't you try to wiggle out of this. What about me? Look at my suit. I'm a mess. Niles, without looking at your suit, you're a mess. <laughs> but look at the spots all over my suit. Well, throw away the suit and wear the spots. <laughs> oh, Costello, I've had enough. We're going out to get the policeman and sue you for damages. Damages? But, Mrs. Niles, did you get hurt? Did I get hurt? I have a big scratch on my crazy bone. Put your hat on and nobody will notice it. <laughs> oh, come, Kenneth. <laughs> hey, come on, have a think fast. I got to get out of here before they come back with the cop. Oh, you can cause more trouble. We were going to the H of the Bar Ranch to ask the Andresses to appear on our show next week. And you wrecked the car we were going to use. Well, now we'll have to rent a car. Well, let's get another car. We'll have to. Well, where can we get one? Now, you drive. Me drive? No, you drive. I said I drive. <laughs> you don't drive it. I drive it. Drive what? Hey, you drive. Why should I drive when you want to drive? I'm going to drive. Look, Costello, I'm renting a you drive and I drive it. Oh, then we both drive it. Uh, no, we do nothing of the kind. I drive. When I say you drive, I don't mean you drive. I mean that I drive, although it's a you drive. When you say you drive, you don't mean me drive? No. You mean you drive because I don't drive? Now you've got it. Now I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now look, Abbott. You go to a place and you're going to rent a car. Yes. You are driving a car? Yes. Where am I sitting? You are sitting right next to me. Is there a steering wheel in front of me? Uh, no. And you're positive that I am not driving? I'm positive. And you are driving the car? Yes. All right. What kind of a car are you driving? You drive. Somebody better be driving No, 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 look Please I'm trying to explain this We go and rent a car Right Now where are we going to get it? You drive company Now I drive company I thought we were going alone You don't understand It hurts you drive Well, if it hurts you drive That, that's, that is right That's right This is getting worse uh, Don't you see The head of the company's hurts That's too bad What hurts him? The nothing hurts him Look, every company has has to have a head. Naturally. Now, this company's head's hurts. Oh, why don't we take an aspirin? Listen. <laughs> it hurts you drive all over the country. Well, if it hurts to drive all over the country, why should I drive and get hurt? You don't get hurt. I'm not going to get hurt. You don't get hurt, Costello. And nobody's going to hurt for me. That's right. You're not going to get hurt. Please. I'm a fool to get hurt. You're not going uh, to get hurt. It's the Hertz company. Oh, the Hertz company. I still... I still... Look, Abbott. I... Am I mixed up? All right. It's very, it's very simple. Look, Abbott. Thank you, boys. All right, look. look, Abbott. <laughs> now, I don't want to hurt nobody. Will you listen to me, please? The, man, the man's name is... Look, no, please. Now, look, take it easy. The man's name is Hertz. He rents cars. You drive. It's the you drive all over the country. You drive all over the country? Yeah. Not with that OPA, brother. What are you talking about? That's why I can't go. OPA. What do you mean, OPA? Only a puny A car. Get out of here. Tonight, right now, maybe a pal of yours or the kid who used to live next door is parking his weary self in a nice, muddy foxhole. Probably he's been fighting for days, never had a chance to take off his clothes, not a bite of hot food. And look at those lines in his face. Battle fatigue, if ever you saw it. And the kid turns to you and says, give me a cigarette, will you, bud? Would you give it to him? And how you would, your last cigarette, if there was only one left in the pack. Well, that's virtually what you're doing by giving up the camels you want and can't get these days. 
When your dealer says, sorry, no camels today, an important reason is because Army, Navy, Marines, and Coast Guard, wherever they go in their winning of the war, they have the first call on camels. A-M-E-L-F. The service first. Camel presents Will Osborne with arrangement of one of your favorites. My dreams are getting better all the time. and Costello are driving their rented car over the desert to the Andrews sisters' ranch. We find them on the road, their motor merrily hammering away as they head for the ranch. Let's listen to these hammerheads. <laughs> well, Costello, no matter how you drive, the pedestrians always manage to get across the road somehow. Yeah, sneaky devils, ain't they? <laughs> yeah. I wish I was a truck driver. Why do you want to be a truck driver? Oh, they run into so many interesting people. Costello, you're a dope. Hey. Huh? Hey. What's Costello. wrong? Costello. There's, so- there's something wrong. What's wrong here? What's wrong with this? What's the matter with this car? A gas. <laughs> Hello. Hello, fellas. Have an accident? No, thanks. We just had one. Quiet, Costello. Say, mister, uh, could you pull us to the nearest town? Nope, but my horse can. <laughs> it's ten miles to Palm Springs. I'll tow you there for thirty dollars. Here, just hook this rope on. Okay, here we go. Get here. I think the horse is horse. You know, Costello, that guy is a jip. Imagine charging, charging us $30 to pull us 10 miles. Don't worry, Evan. Uh, I'm getting even with him. How? I got our brakes on. <laughs> okay, Come Costello, on. here's the hotel. I'll ring for the uh, clerk. Oh, clerk. Oh, Jerry. Clerk. Oh, Jerry. Clerk. Oh, Jerry. Clerk. Just a moment, please. This is a very high-class hotel, and I'll have you understand I'm not a jerk. You're not even a vibration. <laughs> Costello, will you act like a gentleman, please? Uh, clerk, we'd like a room. All I have left is the bridal chamber. Do you want that, Mr. Abbott? I do. Do you want it, Mr. Costello? I do. I now pronounce you room and bath. Five dollars. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Clark, just a minute. You don't understand. Uh, we were here on our way to the H of the Ball Ranch, and our uh, car broke down. We're going to see the Andrews sisters. Ah, yes, the Andrews sisters. Yes. They are so sweet. Every time I see them, I want to kiss them. <laughs> 
My mind says no, my heart says yes. And what do you hear from your liver? <laughs> well, Mr. Costello, if you'll just sign the register, I'll have the boy show you to your suite. My what? Your suite, your suite. You're cute, too. <laughs> I like you. All right, all right. Come on, clerk. What about our room? All right, Mr. Costello, it's on the 10th floor. Here's the key, 1006. Now get going. Okay, I'll see you later. Okay. All right. All right. I know you are. Now listen, clerk. We want to get up early. We're going to the... Hey, wait a minute. 10th floor? 10th floor? Wait a minute. You sent Costello to the 10th floor. There's only one floor in this hotel. You haven't got a 10th floor. Good heavens, Do man, something. you're right. Oh, this is serious. Oh, Mr. Costello, there's no 10th floor. Come right down. <laughs> Costello, speak to me. Are you, are you all right? What can I do for you? Send a boy up for my bags. <laughs> hey, come on, Abba. Let's get out of this place. I have never been so humidity in all my life. Humidity? Yes, he humidityed me. Humidity means damn. Well, let's get out of this damp hotel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you... Banana. Yeah, look. Uh... <laughs> look, you can check out. You just checked in. Oh. It's the gypsy in me. Oh, shut up. You're going right to bed. Now, we've got to see the Andrews sisters in the morning. Oh, here's our room. Come on. Uh, oh, I wonder who that can be. Nobody knows we're in town. I'll take it. Go ahead. Hello. Yes, this is Lou Costello. No, no, I'm sorry. I'd like to, but I just can't. No, no, I won't tell you. Who was that? Boulevard. They wanted to know what time it was. <laughs> You're crazy. Now, go get to bed. Come on, hurry up. Okay. Now, uh, we've got to get up early. You understand? Yeah, yeah. To get to the ranch. What's this? Pardon me, boys. I'm the chambermaid. I, I heard you two clowns had checked in, and I thought you might like to hear a funny story. How about it, Abbott? This chambermaid might have something. We could use a good joke. We haven't had one on three pages. All right, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Well, well, did you ever hear the story about the double bed? Nope. I just made it. <laughs> oh, this kid is going to lay an egg. Oh, how dare you? I've never been so humiliated in my life. Now, you see, Abbott? She said the same thing, humidity. She thinks it's a damp hotel, too. Oh, dampness has nothing to do with it. She said humiliate. Conjugated from the Latin, humilius. Humiliate. Humilium. I humiliate. She humiliates. They humiliate. Now, do you understand? Yes, sir. Everybody in the joint is damp. No, no, no. Say, miss, if you're so smart, maybe you could tell me something. Our car broke down, and we got to get to the Andrews Sisters Ranch. Now, how can we get there? Uh, on a jackass. Did you ever ride a jackass? No. Then you better get on to yourself. <laughs> hmm. How do you like that? That's a very funny joke. If you ask me, and I'll ask me. I think it's a funny joke. I think I'll try that one on Abbott. Hey, Abbott! Yes? Did you ever ride a jackass? No. Then hop on my back. Okay. <laughs> Out of 50 pounds of seawater comes one single precious ounce of magnesium, that miracle metal for airplanes. Sort of a parallel to the job of getting the precious tobacco for Camel cigarettes. You see, oceans of leaf tobacco are produced in the United States each year, about a billion and a half pounds. But only a fraction of this enormous production is good enough for camels. Then those choicer, costlier tobaccos are properly aged and blended in the time-honored camel way. Why, camels just wouldn't be camels if they were made of green, insufficiently cured tobaccos. So ask for camels when you buy cigarettes. Their full, rich flavor and cool mildness make them worth asking for every time. C-A-M-E-L-S Camels, war or peace, camels are still camels. Lovely Connie Haynes sings for her camel fans one of the most popular songs of the day, I'm Beginning to See the Light. I never cared much for moonlit skies I never winked back at 
your flight But now that the stars are in your eyes I'm beginning to see the light I never went in for afterglow A candlelight on the mistletoe But now when you turn the lamp down low I'm beginning to see the light Used to ramble through the park Shadow boxing in the dark Then you came and caused the spark That's a four-alarm fire now I never made love by lantern shine I never saw rainbows in my wine But now that your lips are burning mine I'm beginning to see the light the park, shadow boxing in the dark, then you came and caused the spark, that's the full on fire now, I never made love by lantern shine, I never saw rainbows in my wine, but now that your lips are burning mine, I'm beginning Come on, Costello. Costello, come here. Come in, come in. Uh, we've got to check out of this hotel and find the Andrews sisters' ranch. Gee, Abbott, I hate to leave this lovely hotel room. I know. But I can't get it into my suitcase. What do you mean? My suitcase is full of towels. Costello! I'm surprised at you, stealing towels from a hotel. What could be smaller? Wash rags? No! <laughs> come in. Pardon this unwarranted intrusion, gentlemen, but I'm looking for Abbott and Costello. Oh, that's Abbott over there, and I'm Costello. You? No, no, it couldn't be. Yeah. I'm sure, sir, I'm sure that Luke Costello does not look like a sawed-off, pot-bellied, imbecilic, flea-bitten bum. Oh, yeah? You want to bet? <laughs> say, neighbor. What did I say? Just a minute, neighbor. Who are you, anyway? Oh, pardon me. My name is Melonhead. I'm sorry. Well, with that, with that head, you should be sorry. Look at that scalp, Abbott. His board goes all the way back to Santa Monica. Nah. Just a minute, Costello. I resent your remarks. I have plenty of hair. I mean on your head and button your shirt. Oh. Costello, Costello, before you Did insult this man anymore, wow. please, before you insult him, let's find out what he wants. Go ahead. Find out what he wants. Well, go ahead. All right, Melonhead. Tell us what you want so I can insult you again. Gentlemen, I'm a theatrical agent specializing in television. Here's my card. Hey, there's nothing on the card. Well, television isn't here yet. <clears throat> now, let's get down to business, Costello. Let's get down to business. I understand you boys are here to engage the Andrews sisters to appear on your radio show. That's right. That's right. Now, Mr. Costello, if I could save you a lot of money. Look, if you found $14,987.50 in your pocket, what would you think? I'd think I'd had on somebody else's pants. Oh, no, no, no. Now, gentlemen, my proposition is very simple. The Andrews sisters would cost you $15,000, but... I happen to represent the original Andrews Brothers. The Andrews Brothers? Who are they? A great act. And the Andrews Brothers. The Andrews Brothers will only cost you $12.50. Do you know what that means? Yes, that means they must be lousy. <laughs> will you shut up, Costello? Mr. Melonhead, how can you afford to sell the Andrews Brothers so cheap? Oh, I was caught by the price ceiling. <clears throat> Uh, you see, think of it, boys. The, the, Andrew, the three Andrews brothers for $12, and that's less than $5 a brother. Where can you buy brothers cheaper than that? I can buy the Smith brothers for a nickel. Uh, Costello. <laughs> stop. stop. they got more hair as a beard than you got on your head. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you stop quibbling with Mr. Melonhead? Well, I mean, he quibbled on me first. Well, so what? I mean, after all, I don't go around quibbling on anybody right, unless right. they quibble on me first. All right, well, forget about it. I got a good mind to let him have it some more. I'll quibble but him with both you... barrels. Now, never mind the quibbling. I guarantee I can quibble further than he can. All right, we don't want no more quibbling. Quiet. We might as well stop right here. We ain't getting no place for right, Mr. Melonhead. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> when can we hear the Andrews brothers? When you can hear them right now. All right. Come in, boys, and sing for Rabbit and Costello. Hit it. <laughs> 
Past judgment until we hear the boys sing something else. Do you, uh, do you boys know Apple Blossom Time? Do they? Do, of course they. Boys, go ahead, hit it. Sing a medley. Costello, look, where can you find a better bargain than these three wonderful singers? Think of it. Three brothers for $12.50. Now, why, that, 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 you cost that much for three goats. Yeah, but look at the difference. Nothing doing, nothing doing, Melonhead. Your prices are too high. Too high, Costello? Before I'll sell the Andrews brothers for less than $12.50, I'll drown myself. Okay, you asked for it. That sells about a dollar. Costello will be back for Camel Cigarettes in just a moment. Thanks to the Yanks of the Week. Tonight we salute Lieutenant John Battenfield Mitchell of Brentwood, Pennsylvania, engineer with the 9th Armored Division who risked his life to disconnect wiring from the explosives which would have blown up the Raymogan Bridge over the Rhine in just 10 more minutes. His action made possible the tank dash to the Rhine's eastern bank. In your honor, Lieutenant Mitchell, the makers of camels are sending to our fighters overseas 500,000 camel cigarettes. Each of the two camel radio shows honors a Yank of the Week by sending free 500,000 camel cigarettes overseas. A total of more than a million camels sent free each week. Camel broadcasts go out to the United States twice a week, are rebroadcast to practically every area in the world where our men are fighting, and in cooperation with a good neighbor policy also to Central and South America. Listen Monday to Bob Hawk in Thanks to the Yanks, and next Thursday to Abbott and Costello, who will have as their guests the famous Andrews sisters. <laughs> It's only human that these terrific blasts of good news from Europe should deafen us for the moment to the importance of our war with Japan. Let's not deceive ourselves. Japan is still strong in spite of the powerful blows we've been striking. Japan still has millions of fighting men standing in our way. Japan still clings to a fanaticism we can hardly comprehend. So stay on your job. Keep on buying more and more war bonds. Let your servicemen overseas know that they're not fighting alone, that you, too, are fighting a war. And now, here are Bud Abbott and Lou Costello with the final word. Well, Costello, 
What have you planned to do next week with the Andrews sisters? I'm going to show them up, Abbott. I am going to sing. Well, that should be of interest to uh, music lovers all over the world. Have you chosen a song? Yes, Abbott. I'm singing that popular ballad entitled, Who Spilled the Beer on the Stove? Or Foam on the Rain. Good night, folks. Good night. Folks, be sure to tune in next week for another great Abbott and Costello show brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. And remember, camels are worth asking for every time. See for yourself how camels' mildness, coolness, and flavor click with you. the fishing season's come around again, and here's a wish I'm making for you. May all your bites be confined to your line, and may there be none from your pipe to plague your tongue. And you won't get that bite you don't want if you load up your pet pipe with Prince Albert smoking tobacco, because Prince Albert gives you all that rich, full-bodied, real He-Man tobacco flavor without any tongue bite. Why? Because it gets a special no-bite treatment that makes it as gentle to your tongue as these April breezes on your brow. Also, Prince Albert is crimp cut for perfect packing, easy drawing, even burning. And what a bargain, mister. Just about 50 pipefuls per package. More men smoke Prince Albert than any other pipe tobacco in the world. And one pipeful will tell you why. Well, I guess there's no NBC tag on that one. I'll let Nick do it. Bum, bum, bum. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Actually, it's the good old days of radio show. John Tefteller <laughs> here with special guest Nick Santa Maria, the Abbott and Howdy. Costello expert. Um, interesting how they could tie fishing into tobacco at the end there. I thought, so what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they got to get around to telling you that you got to stuff your mouth with their tobacco, even if you're out fishing. But you, you've never had smoked fish before? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't? No. <laughs> my, my wife likes smoked salmon, so yes, I have tried yeah. it. Um, all right, Nick. Um, several things about this one. I'll just let you roll on a little bit, and then I'll bring up anything you don't. Go ahead. Okay, just a couple of things. They do. They get to do one of their classic uh, wordplay routines, uh, burlesque routines, the Hertz You Drive. Uh, that shows up several times in the future. Yeah, for those uh, of you young people, that's the equivalent of U-Haul today. Yes, yes. Don't they have Hertz? They no, do, but, they most people, but most people know, get a U-Haul, most people know it that way rather than go get a Hertz, so... Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, the other thing that stands out in this one, uh, first of all, uh, Mel Blanc gets to sing and do his uh, this hiccup, this storied hiccup. And Sidney Fields, uh, beloved Mr. Fields from the Abbott and Costello oh, that's television. Oh, that's who that was. Was I, thought his, I thought his voice was familiar. I thought, who is this Melonhead? It's Sidney Fields. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. He was also one of the writers on the show, uh, Sid Fields. And uh, he, he started out... Uh, under personal contract to Eddie Cantor, where he played Mr. Guppy, Guffy, <laughs> Mr. Guffy on the Eddie Cantor show. And then he went on from there. Uh, Lou loved him. The, the boys actually loved him very much. I, I like the line, let's get out of this damp hotel. They were uh, <laughs> flirting with the censors <laughs> on that one. Yeah, right? <laughs> but they got away with it. Great. They got away with it. Mm -hmm. um, we never nope. told the audience before we started this show who the Andrews sisters were. So you young people listening to this, you might've been going, well, they want to go to the Andrews sisters. Who's that? Why is that important? Go ahead. Tell, tell, tell the podcast world of the good old days of radio show who doesn't know, tell them about the Andrews sisters, Nick. Oh, the Andrews sisters were incredible. Um, they were three girls from, uh, 
Minneapolis, I believe. And uh, they uh, at first emulated the Boswell sisters, who were also quite wonderful. But uh, the Andrews sisters became quite successful around the same time Abbott and Costello did, around 1938. Uh, they had a, a song called But I'm here, again, I'll explain. A huge hit. And one huge hit followed another. And they were they sold millions and millions of records. They were that popular. Uh, they are featured in uh, the first few Abbott and Costello films. And the, the sisters were actually friends with, uh, especially Lou. They used to hang out at Lou's house and he would run films in his, uh, his uh, movie theater and stuff. Anyway, that's the Andrews sisters, Patty, Maxine, and Laverne. Well, you missed something important. The Andrews Ooh. sisters can be connected to a very popular song that's even popular today, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. Um, Which was also nominated for an Oscar that year. Okay, I did not know that. But those of you familiar with Bette Midler singing Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy in the 80s? Was it 80s or 70s? I don't know. But I know she did 70s. Okay, we still haven't got past the 70s here. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Bette uh, <laughs> The original... Boogie Woogie Boogie Boy was the Andrews Sisters. They sang it in the Abbott and Costello film Buck Privates. Um, notice the cost to get the Andrews Sisters on their show. $15,000. That would be $5,000 for Patty, $5,000 for Maxine, and $5,000 for Laverne. Um, quite telling about what the budget for these radio programs were. Do you know what Bud and Lou were paid on a weekly basis to do this? I'm not sure. I can't, couldn't say for sure. Okay. Honestly. I, I don't really know either. I'm just asking you because it, it's curious that if, if the Andrews sisters were charging 15,000 to appear in a guest shot on the Abbott and Costello show, what were Abbott and Costello getting to do this show? That would be a curious question. Maybe somebody listening can write into the good old days of radio on Facebook or somewhere and tell us how much uh, they were receiving for this radio show. Whatever it was, it wasn't enough because they're terrific. But <laughs> it, really I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was quite a substantial sum. Uh, this is 1945. The show we heard last week was 1944. This is pretty much the getting to the peak of their popularity right right about now. One other thing I'll mention, and I, I'm sure you know this, but can you tell the story of they were about to go on the radio and it was told that Lou Costello's son had drowned in their swimming pool or something. Can you tell that story? Yeah, this is a terrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, Lou and his wife, Anne, uh, had two daughters and Lou really wanted a, a boy, a little boy, and he got it. He got it, uh, Lou Jr., a uh, little Butch. Uh, unfortunately, shortly after Butch was born, Lou came down with rheumatic fever. Uh, he exhausted himself on an 80-city tour uh, selling war bonds and almost killed him. It almost killed him. Uh, so anyway, he had his boy there. And the interesting thing is when you have rheumatic fever, you're not supposed to move. You're in bed, and that's it. You're in bed. Uh, slowly but surely, as little Butch was learning to walk, so was Lou Sr. They learned to walk together. Uh, they bonded so closely. Lou was home every day that first year of Butch's life. Well, Lou was finally cured, and he's finally going back. After a year, he's going back to the radio show. And uh, he goes, and they're rehearsing during the day. And little Butch, uh, his playpen is outside in the yard. He got one of the slats out, and he crawled and fell into the swimming pool and drowned. They called Lou and said, you've got to come home. And Lou came home. Uh, it was a terrible, terrible scene. But uh, everybody called in, Mickey Rooney, Red Skelton, uh, Jimmy Durante, everybody called to say, we'll take over, please, you know. And Lou said, no, he goes, I'm going to do the show tonight. Uh, I told Anne, his wife, to keep the baby up to see if he recognized my voice. And wherever my baby is now, I want him to hear my voice. So that's the story. And it's a very, I, I can't say it without choking up. It's just, 
the saddest story ever. And the recording of that show exists, correct? It's actually on YouTube. Maybe, uh, maybe sometime we'll we'll play it. We'll tell the story again and play it. Um, it's also on. Uh, uh, it's also on a Blu-ray called Abbott and Costello Rarities, released by Thunderbeat. Very good company, Blu-ray company. All right. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to end this on a on a bad note like that because that's a terrible, <laughs> terrible tragedy. Uh, tragedy. Um, all right. So you have done Yeoman's job along with Matthew, who wasn't here, <laughs> the, the, the book, The Annotated Abbott and Costello. Um, no, it's Sicilian. We have a word, John. It's, it, it goes like this. I would call you a scooch. You're a scooch. What's, what's a scooch? <laughs> you're, you're scooching Matthew. Oh, <laughs> He's I, not here. I, I'm doing it with love and respect. I love it. So I'm calling you a scooch with love. So oh, okay, we're, good. We're, we're all on the same page. All right. Uh, anyway, yeah. um, great book. Anybody interested in Abbott and Costello in any way? Um, the radio shows, they vary, but you got to see the movies. Um, again, they vary too, but you can get a good in-depth and personalized analysis of each and every one of their films from Nick and Matthew, who is not here, on their, in their book, <laughs> The Annotated Abbott and Costello. Um, Nick, tell us about what your current project would be. Okay. Well, other than teaching courses over uh, Zoom for uh, Florida State University and Cal State, um, so wait, 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 wait. let's actually, stop there. You teach courses well, over Zoom. Can anybody mm -hmm. listening to this program sign up for one of your courses? Yes, I can tell you the company to look into the well, website. Let's let's uh, tell it, the a, people. It's a it's a company called Ollie O L L I, the Osher Life Learning Institute, and it's adult education sponsored by those two colleges. And uh, if you put that into your uh, search engine, ollie.com, it'll come up and they have a selection of uh, education and subjects that you'll, you'll just love. You'll find something that, that uh, appeals to you and, you're, and resonates with you. It's a great program. Olli.com and look for yes, classes in comedy by Mr. Nick Santa Maria, correct? Yes. Right now I'm doing The Art of Abbott and Costello. Aha! So we're covering <laughs> Abbott and Costello on, on, on your thing as well. Well, that, that's great. Okay, so you can um, sign up for one of uh, Nick's classes at olli.com. And what else are we doing these days? Okay, well, here, let me very quickly tell you the story because I'm very proud of it. And this means the book did its job. Uh, I was on Facebook one day, and I, was just, I just happened to mention that I was thinking about an idea for a book that I'd like to do based on uh, Leonard Malton's movie comedy teams, which was a very seminal book, very important to a lot of us. Um, but I wanted to do an update in my own way, dedicated to Leonard and uh, maybe have him do the foreword, which would be great. But uh, so I just mentioned it. And all of a sudden, 10, 10 minutes later, I got a word from Dave Koenig at Bonaventure uh, Press and said, if you're serious about this, we'd like to publish it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> he goes, he goes, send me a sample, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, I knocked it out in like an hour, sent it to him. And the next morning we had a contract. So my next book is about film comedy teams. And it's called Teamed Heat, the, the American film comedy team. So that's good. So you're, you're, you are out there. You are productive. You are about to entertain and drop into the world another book that is wonderful another book well when you get that done maybe we can address that and pick up whatever radio work those folk do that you're talking about in your comedy team book and feature a little bit of that in the future oh that'd be great yeah okay. most of them were in radio yeah so. well that's why we would do that um gotta have mm -hmm. some excuse to get to get you on again um <laughs> Uh, I could write another song. <laughs> well, you could. Uh, and I think we'll, we'll have you back and we'll do maybe an Abbott and Costello kids show. And I'd like to do one of those where uh, it's um, 
Sam Shovel. Sam, Sam Shovel. Yeah, that that has a special place in my brain from the past. So, all right. Well, Nick Santa Maria, thank you so much for appearing on the Good Old Days of Radio show this week and last week. Thank we you. will invite you again, and we'll do some more down the line. In the meantime, everybody, get the book, the annotated Abbott and Costello, published by McFarlane, and available wherever fine books are sold anywhere. Um, Absolutely. And if they send it to you, you'll probably even sign it for them. Of course, they got to pay postage to do that, but hey, it's worth it, right? Uh, <laughs> Matthew won't show up. Yeah, now he won't show up to that, and nobody wants to pay the postage to send it to England either. So you're going to be the only one having signatures in that book, uh, <laughs> which I have been. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got to get some fans over in England, and he's got to he's got to get out of the house and go promote that book. You don't sell books yeah. by sitting sitting home. Unless you're doing are you a podcast. Listening, Matthew? Yeah, are you listening, Matthew? We're we're giving it to you here. <laughs> you tale of two cities, you great expectations. I'm giving him the dickens. <laughs> okay. All right. Well thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for appearing on the good old days of radio show. We'll uh, see you on Facebook. Nick, you can see Nick on Facebook. Um, and you can follow his what he's doing. Do that, and um, thanks for everything. www.nicksantamaria.com. Oh, he's got a website, too. www.nicksantamaria.com. N-I-C-K-S-A-N-T-A-M-I-R-I-A.com. Got it. They can follow you. you there. You're welcome. Hey, I didn't know you had that. We could have done that in the last one. Well, we got it done now. All right. Yeah. Anything else before I ride off into the sunset and let you go look at the Florida nighttime? <laughs> I just want to say that I had the best time, and I knew I would. And uh, it's been a pleasure knowing you all this time. Not actually you know, face-to-face, but it's just been a pleasure dealing with you. Well, you too, and thank you so much. And see what you missed, Matthew. Butch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye. This is John Tefteller in the Good Old Days Radio Show saying thank you for listening. Take care, John.